Good evening, Astros fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked on Astros. Fermer Valdez did not make the top 10 now pitchers list for Major League um, Baseball Network. And Yuli Gurriel, somebody is calling his name and wants him to come back. Could it be one Dusty Baker? Some book talk. Eric wants to have a book club tonight. And maybe we'll talk about some other thing. Dana Brown making the rounds. Let's talk about it on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, the weather's so cold outside, and so perfect time for you to stay indoors and listen to Locked on Astros podcast. And thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day on your way to work, on your way home from work, or maybe even at work. Go and listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you want to. Just make us your first listen and go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a big fat thumbs up while you're there and just go ahead and help us uh, raise our subscriber count over there. So we got a lot that we're going to talk about. I know Brett's a little bit ticked off about the whole Framber Valdez not being in the top 10 list and who did make the top 10 list that uh, he doesn't agree with. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And John Heyman, I know he probably blocked half of Astros Twitter, but he said that uh, Dusty Baker is slapping to, I I think that was the word he used, but uh, is uh, wanting to get Yuli Grillo back on this team. What role would he have on this team? Would he want to come back to the team? And how much would he want? So we'll talk about that. And we'll kind of look at some of the excerpts from the book. I have not read it yet. I'm hoping to get my hands on it. And yes, I will be reading it. I want to know what Evan said about the whole scandal. And uh, from his point of view, it's not solely about the Houston Astros. It's about all the teams that were uh, caught. but the primary focus is on your Houston Astros. So we want to know what's going on. So let's go ahead and get started with the kind of the big news of the day. And um, actually it's not the big news. I think the Valdez thing, but let's go ahead and save the Valdez for segment two. Yeah. But according to John Heyman, uh, Yuli Gurriel, I think he even misspelled it wrong, has been seeking $3 million. He's still out there after turning down a few, few deals. He changed agents. But apparently the issue was actually his sub 700 OPS. Dusty Baker is stumping. Okay, not slapping, but stumping. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering. I was I was trying to think of the reference, you know, because yeah. I you know I hear kids in the classroom say that slaps, like that song slaps. I was like, he's slapping. Like I I was I was trying to connect my my old brain with my seventh grade student's yeah. brain and trying to figure. Anyways, go ahead. I can just imagine Dusty Baker walking into the front office being like, I want Yuli Gray up. 
I went, you go, and just slapping everybody. But anyway, <laughs> Dusty Baker. He's going Will Smith on him, Eric. <laughs> yeah, Dusty Baker is stumping to get Gary L. back go. with the Houston Astros. The, though the, the fit is tight, and they signed Jose Abreu. So apparently, you can get him for $3 million. Now, the Twins are still reportedly interested. The Marlins said, no, we're good. We're good. We're going to stick with what we got. So it's a, either Yuli plays with the Astros or the Twins at this point. Nobody else seems to have any interest in him. He had a bad regular season. We know what he can do in the postseason. I have some thoughts. I know exactly what you're going to say. Let's go ahead and play pros and cons. And let's go ahead and have a little argument here, Brett. Should okay. we bring Yuli Gurriel, Gurriel back to Houston Astros? No. Do you want to know why? Sure. Okay. Um, he takes up a roster spot that you could use for a utility. A u- for Thank you. I'll save yeah. my. <laughs> Good Lord. Let me speak, sir. You ask me to talk and then you over, you talk over me. How dare you? Um, it's okay. Look, let me. <laughs> I'm glad you got the mask. So here's the deal. I'm not anti-Yuli, okay? Um, if if I need to prove it, look, I'm the one who put this here. You see the Astros Colt sticker? I'm part of Astros Colt. So I love what Yuli's given this team, and I think I've explained that before. But I think in 2023, I understand Dusty Baker is a loyal old school guy. Now, Yuli at $3 million doesn't sound terrible, and Yuli back on the team isn't the worst thing ever. But I think what happens is you need a more functional utility type player to take the spot that he would take. And if you bring him on this team, okay, if you bring him on this team, are you keeping someone that's more serviceable in the long run? Again, I know there's an I know there's a counter argument to it. I still in my saying no, I don't want Yuli back. I'm not saying I don't respect Yuli. I'm not saying, I, don't, I mean, I love Yuli Gurriel. I, he's been a great player. He's been so fun to watch. But I think what the Astros are doing, if they're going for broke, if they're going for another title, you've got to set yourself up to win. You know, Eric, if you win the argument and you get Yuli back on this team, what do you think they need to do to give him, do they need to give him starts? Because he's not taking starts from Jose Abreu, do they have to fix a swing? Was it a mental lapse last year? Because he kind of woke up in the playoffs. What is it going to take, though, for that to be justifiable for Yuli in 2023? As a um, reserve player in his career, he is batting 375 with an OPS of 750. Granted, it's only 24 at-bats. Hmm. <laughs> he has two RBIs. <laughs> and so- when was he a reserve player? Uh, well, that, that's just when he didn't start. So he just was okay. coming off the bench. So he okay. was a pinch hitter or something. So, uh, I was hoping I would get a little bit more of a <laughs> kind of you're, argument you're there. for like 150 games. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But... 300 at bats. Nope. nope. Okay. <laughs> so, um, let's go ahead and look at whose place he'll be taking. If he joins the team for only $3 million, or I think at this point, if he gets $3 million, he will be lucky. I think he's probably going to get maybe about two to 
2.2 million or something at this point. I think it's so close to spring training starting. I believe I have a note here that pitchers and catchers report on the 16th and then uh, the full squad reports on 21st. They want to get a deal done. Uh, he wants to get a deal done. So they want to get everything done. So if he wants to play, I think uh, that he's going to have to get it done. So I, I, everybody wants David Hensley to be the super utility guy. That's what he's going to do. He's going to be the super utility guy. Yuli Gurriel is not coming in to be the super utility guy. He's going to get some starts at first base. That way, Jose Abreu can, um, can maybe be a DH or maybe get a day off every once in a while. He may play some games at third base. So Bregman could get a day off. He may um, give Michael Brantley a chance to rest his shoulder or rest, or just kind of work his way back into the lineup. But what you need is you need that pinch hitter off that bench. And so that's what Yuli Gurriel could do. And Brett Chancy, something you're always preaching is after Yuli Gurriel is finished with his career, I want him to come back as a coach. What better way to have him come back as a coach than have him being a reserve player? Hold on, wait. Do do I do I sound like that? No. Come back no. as a coach. You I need sound to sound more like this. Like no, no, just- no, I do not talk like that, sir. I'm sorry. I'm not but- Forrest Gump's. Um, anyways, so here's the deal with Yuli Gurriel. Okay, another thing because you were you were talking about the utility aspect of it. David Hensley, I think, is going to be more of an infield utility with his 6'6 frame. I don't know that you want him playing a lot of outfield. I'm just being right. really honest. I mean, we already got one guy out there that is that is a mountain of a man, and I just don't know that you want Hensley out there. I just don't see Yuli serving any other position other than hitting in first base. I'm probably not going to put him at third, not going to put him at any other position just because where he's at. He has played third base. He came up as a third baseman, but the but the bro, but the problem is again. I think you're going to keep a spot that you could give to a more viable player that would be more valuable. Now, again, if they sign Yuli and if they do bring him on, it's not the end of the world. It's not terrible. You know, people thought it was the end of the world because we had Martin Maldonado on the team, and because Martin and Yuli were the big holes in the lineup. And what do they do? They won the freaking World Series with them. So it's clear that this is the best lineup top to bottom in Major League Baseball. But what he's not going to do is he's not going to take – like someone on here said that that, um, Dusty will find a way to give him starts over Abreu kind of like they did with Straw. This is not the Straw thing. This is not – you don't – like Miles Straw or Chaz McCormick or Jake Myers – that was a preferential treatment. Your preferential treatment was exactly the amount of money you paid Jose Abreu. He's your guy. He's your first baseman. Nobody's replacing Jose Abreu. So the only thing that we can do is say that he gets in there. Someone did mention, what is he going to do, though? Harley David said, if he only gets an at-bat every other game or every few games, is his timing going to be off? Right. And so it's just one of those things. Um yeah, I think that it could be uh, it could be a factor, but I think that at his age, um, I think that he could it could help him maybe only playing part time, and so I think that he's a professional; he can do it. And at this point, 
at this time of the offseason, there's no starting jobs out there for him. And so if he wants to play, why not come play for the Houston Astros? And if you're wondering whose job he's going to cost, it's going to be somebody like Jake Myers or Yiner Diaz. Somebody like that. It's not going to be anybody like that. I mean, yeah, Diaz is probably going to be the future at DH or something like that. But let's say Corey Lee struggles. Put Diaz at AAA just so he can go ahead and just um, just see if he can get hot. And then when if Corey Lee struggles, you can bring him up. So uh, there's so many different ways to do it. And the Astros um, are just going to be off to a great start this season. And I'm excited for you, Brett. Yeah, definitely. And I want you all to know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the place you need to go for all your sports wagering information that's correct the super bowl is corner we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they're the number one sports book in america and if you're new to fanduel that's even better they have great features that make betting on sports easy and if you're gonna go bet on super bowl 57 with you can do so with a no sweat first bet you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win and right now fanduel has in the World Baseball Classic, the betting odds are Dominican Republic plus 200, the USA right behind them plus 250. Hey, if you want to go out on a limb and bet for Puerto Rico, they are plus 1,200. So they've got all the sports betting information that you need. Go check out FanDuel today. When you do, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All righty. So um, I think we kind of wrapped up the Yuli talk. I, I don't know who's going to win this argument. I think that Dusty Baker gets typically what Dusty Baker wants. It depends on how much influence. I know Dana Brown says that they already have a first baseman and he's drinking from a fire hose right now and he's still trying to get everything straight. So he's not probably focusing on trying to sign a player right now. But I think that if you're looking for a team, if you're looking for somebody who could need somebody like Yuli Gurriel, what if there's a big injury? Wouldn't you love somebody like Yuli Gurriel being on this team to just be a backup? And I think that's what he can offer you. And we saw how his bat came alive in the playoffs. And if to pay him 22 $3 million for the year just for the playoffs if in case there's an injury because you know there's always going to be some type of injury uh, in the season. So instead yeah. of having to trade some talent down the year. But you have – but you have um, you have Jenner Diaz down there. You have Corey Lee. You have these guys. You, you have other people that you can bring up in service for that. But, you know, I rest my case. I, I think it doesn't – I think it, I, I think there's more cons, okay, than right. pros, but I don't think the pros are so bad that it's going to hurt you. Like someone said, does Yuli make you better? Yes, I don't necessarily know that Yuli makes you better. Okay, Yuli brings a level of leadership and veteran presence that no other player can bring at his age, and so that's invaluable. And trust me, I'm all about the intangibles in baseball. And I think a lot of times we overlook those things. But what is Dana Brown going to do? What is Dusty Baker going to do? And how are they going to make this thing work? 
Because if Dana Brown is at the helm and he's the one making the decisions, then I think you'll have more sway and more more um, decision power than I think James Click did. Um, I, I just think that Dana Brown, if he sees a value in Yuli Gurriel, he will keep him. But I think he's also going to listen to Dusty because he respects Dusty. I mean, Dusty's 73 years old. He's been in the game a long time. But hey, you know what? Let's move on. Let's move on to the top 10 now pitchers. I was shocked, Eric. I was 100% thrown for a loop. Okay. When, let me let me go and read the list and that way you can you can be shocked with who wasn't on there. Okay, you ready? Okay. Corbin Burns, number 1. Number 2, Justin Verlander. Number 3, Carlos Rodon. Number 4, Max Scherzer who can't stay healthy. Number 5, Sandy Alcantara. Number six, Shohei Otane. Number seven, Max Fried. Number eight, Zach Wheeler. Number nine, Jacob deGrom. And number 10, Julio Urias. <laughs> it's, it's Max Fried. You said Fried. <laughs> I did. Uh, I'm yeah, thinking Jacob Max Fried. fried. <laughs> It's a inside joke with a friend of mine. So uh, okay, are you so are you are you trying out for the uh, no. PA announcer for the Astros? No. Okay, here's the deal. Framber Valdez was fourth in the American League in Cy Young voting. He had at least one first place vote. Okay, this guy broke the major league record for consecutive quality starts. He had three complete games, which Urias had zero. He pitched 200-plus innings. Urias did not. He had more strikeouts. The whip and the ERA was better on on the other guy's side. But Framer Valdez absolutely 100% deserves to be on this top 10 list. And I know the top 10 list is American National League put together. How do you leave this guy off? How how do you leave and how do you ignore these wins? I mean, if someone says, "Well, they're taking their whole body of work and they're and they're looking at that," well, Sandy Alcantara was a was a freaking rookie. So, what body of work beyond this does he have? Right. Or if they say, "Well, maybe it was an anomaly," well, maybe maybe Alcantara's season was an anomaly. I mean, really, like I think yeah, Framber's proven good. himself. He's been good. I know, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I don't know. Is it is it body of work overall? Is it right now how they did last year and going into this next year? It's just, to me, the same old rigmarole that we see every year, every time. For the most part, it just seems like Houston gets a short end of the stick. And I think Framber was disrespected in this top 10 list. I really do. All right. Um, Max Freed, because uh, he's cooked, you know. <laughs> Oh, he no, he can cook. You know, that dude, yeah, Max, hey, um, I like my chicken fried, right? Chicken fried. Yeah, I love oh. my chicken fried. Cold beer on <laughs> Friday well, Let's not start saying it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so um, Corbin Burns is on that list. He's number one. He, he had a 2.94 ERA last year, 243 strikeouts, a whip of 0. 0.97. Uh, so I could see him being on the list, Rodon. Um he had a 5.9, sorry, 5.4 war last year. Uh, he had a pretty decent season. He only pitched 178 innings. I don't understand the war. I mean, because 
Burns had, I guess he had a few more wins. I guess the wins kind of factor into that, but so it's just kind of weird. But Aaron Nola was not on that list. Granted, he didn't get as many wins, but uh, he did play for the team that went to the World Series. They lost in the World Series, but they went to the World Series. I know White Sox fans are like, but what about Dylan Cease? So they're probably having the same argument right now that we are about uh, Valdez. But I think Valdez, a lot of people outside of Houston are probably looking at him. Well, you already had a top 10, and that's Justin Verlander. He was with y'all last year. So technically, he's your representation, even though he's with the Mets now. And maybe they're looking at it. We had this conversation off air. Well, Valdez, he had that, what, 25-game quality start streak. And so maybe they're like, hey, well, that's that's the only reason why he had a good season. I mean, that's just people maybe take that in consideration. And But I think that what he could do is don't don't worry about this and just pitch good this year and just shut him up by showing up. You know, that's what he's going to have to do. And a lot of people, even I'm doing a little TikTok live here. A lot of people are like, Hey, I love it when they don't give us respect. I love it when, when our guys don't get recognized, you know, Jeremy Pena wasn't on the top 10 shortstop list and he won the gold glove. And so, okay, that's fine. I mean, right. you guys win the regular season awards. We'll win the big award. Um, speaking of World Series, did you did you see the preview? Did you see the ring that popped up? Jim Crane's World Series ring. It's no, it's I, on I did some, see some of them on the ladies because they had the uh, National Women's Day, and, and and I think they were showing up the rings. I don't know if they're the new well, ones. But. I saw Jim Crane's. It, it was the World Series ring. It has Space City on it. It says "Leveled Up." Um, it looks amazing. I mean, it it blows the other ring out of the water. It it looks unbelievable. But make no bones about it, the Houston Astros are going for another World Series title. And, you know, the players, they don't care about these lists. We care about these lists. Right. Fans care about these lists. But one day, I think you could easily see if they lock up both of these young pitchers and, well, I guess he's not so young, but if they lock up Javier and Valdez, you could see both of those guys on a top 10 list because Christian Javier was the preseason Cy Young winner, according to MLB.com. So there is a lot more story to be written and a lot more chapters to be filled out with this pitching staff. And we got we got Hunter Brown. He's not going to become Justin Verlander tomorrow or this year, but he's got the makings of being a very great pitcher for a very long time. So that's what I like. And to kind of go off your point right there, I mean, if they're predicting that Christian Javier is going to be the Scion, then why is he not getting some top 10 love? That's like some disconnect. You have these people over here making this list, then you have these people over here. I know it's all about the numbers and the shredder and everything like that. <laughs> the, shredder. But the shredder. Yeah, I was like, so. ooh. Like, why do you call it the shredder? Like, because it tears people's numbers up. I don't know. Like, I heard that, and I'm like, interesting. That's that's an interesting, like, maniacal, you know, title right. for the for the way. I guess it's a way of them saying it wasn't us that picked it, so don't get mad at us. Um, and Matthew, uh, real quick, Brett. Matthew yeah. saying, well, they asked the Astros should just go ahead and bring uh, Yulian as a coach. I don't think he's ready to hang up his cleats he yet. Wants to and play. My suggestion was bring him on as a reserve player, as a bench player, and have him be kind of a Carlos Beltran role. 
yeah. without a certain scandal, but uh, bring him on with that role where he's just like on the bench. He gets some plate appearances. Hopefully they don't retire his glove like they did and bury his glove like they did. With yeah, Carl I don't think he's there. I know his defensive yeah. metrics were down. He's not, he's not to that point in his career. Right. But again, right. even though I'm against it, Eric, it doesn't, I don't think that it's going to hurt your team. Now, I don't think it necessarily makes you better, but, you know, he can contribute. It could. Do what? It could. What if there's an injury? You don't know what's going to happen in a 162-game season. Okay. I'm just saying. Would you rather trade a uh, Pedro Leon for a, let's say you need a first baseman or a DH at the trade deadline? Would you rather trade somebody like uh, Pedro Leon and two other players? Hold on, who are you putting on the IL? I'm not. I'm just saying, uh, if you need somebody hurt, like I don't want to jinx anybody, but let's just so, say. Well, I tell you this: whether Yuli's here or not, they're not trading Pedro Leon for anybody. They're not trading him. He's got the highest rated arm in the minor leagues. They're not trading Pedro Leon. They're going to fix his swing. Um, Elvis Rodriguez told us he just has to work harder to swing than others because he's not a natural swinger. You know, he's not. He's not a natural guy at the plate like a Kyle Tucker. Okay. Um, so, um, apparently they don't want us going back to Yuli Gurriel talk. So, um, I don't know if this was actual rumor. I did see reports about Salvador Perez and it uh, is a rumor, but I don't know how much validity it has. Yeah. Um, I, I think that'll be interesting. I know he's at the downside of his career, but he's still projected to bat third for the Royals, the Royals. Uh, just want to make that be known, uh, that they're not a very good team. So, uh, I think that he would be upgrade over Yuli Gurriel, uh, but wouldn't I mean not Yuli, Sorry, Martin Maldonado. I've got Yuli on my brain now, but like Martin Maldonado. But watch the catching situation is so bad in baseball. Watch Maldonado make top ten. I'm gonna laugh if that happens. <laughs> well, apparently, I think it was Joel Sherman who said something about it today. I'm not even sure where it's coming from, but I actually had a friend say something to me about it and ask me. And I said, I, I don't know. And they said, well, someone from, from such and such website said I that. I saw them fan-sided. Okay. Okay. Said that the Astros were looking at Salvador um, Perez. You know, I would, I would have been looking at him two years ago, you know. Um, what do y'all think he's worth going? Who, oh, who do y'all think? Oh, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do read this. Question. Still do still worth going after? Oh, do I still think? No, I was kind of making the case. I don't know. I mean, he's kind of up there in years. I mean, you have an aging catcher. Why are you going to get another veteran aging catcher? It defeats purpose of having two young catchers. You just, what? Last year, he batted 254 with 23 home runs, 76 RBIs, OPS plus of 110, OPS what? of 757. What did he bat the year before that? He might have been hurt, so don't. No, he had no. a he had a career year the year before, I believe. Yeah, okay, forty eight home runs, one hundred twenty one RBIs. Yes. Okay, so but he he went down. He regressed. Okay, maybe he maybe he was. Um... Yeah, someone goes. Who are we sacrificing for him? Whose spot is he taking? Are we gonna Are we gonna Hey, are we gonna DFA? Um, Justin Verlander's personal center fielder, Mauricio. No, if we trade for him, <laughs> if we trade for Sal- Salvador Perez, I believe. I guess, I guess we'll give that player away. 
Yeah, Corey Lee would be in that trade, I, I would assume. Your guy, Jake Myers? You can't just throw away everybody you don't want, Brett. I, I didn't say I don't want them, but you, you clearly have Chaz McCormick out there. You have yeah. several others. They've I know, they've but it's kind not of, what they want. Do they want Jake Myers, or would they rather have I mean, the uh, Astros still, and Chaz McCormick? The Astros still act like, no, you're not going to give it Chaz McCormick for Salvador Perez. No way. Oh, man, I don't know. Look, I'm – Eric, I'm glad Dana Brown's the GM and not me. I couldn't, I couldn't do that job. And, and you know, um, blessing to y'all who think you could do the job better than him. But I, I just really, I just really know that the the Astros are set up in a perfect place right now. Salvador Perez would be a nice player to add, but what are the ramifications of that? Who are you giving right. up? Where's that going? How long are you going to have him for? I don't even like honestly right now. I don't even know his contract situation. I would have to look into that. So let's let that let's let that um, ferment a little bit. I can tell and, you, um, he has he's signed through uh, twenty twenty five. Okay, at twenty million, twenty million, twenty two million, and he has a thirteen point five million dollar option for twenty twenty six with a two million dollar buyout. Um, okay. So that's so a lot of money for that a, is catcher. a lot of money to pay an aging catcher and. Is that going to interrupt um, signing other people? Now, something that was mentioned, um, I was watching Sports Extra um, on uh, KHOU, and um, Jeremy Booth and Jason Bristol were talking about how they don't think that re-signing Kyle Tucker or extending Kyle Tucker right now is a top priority. They think that's one of the last things on their list, that there's other players and other things, and that Dana Brown's top priority, they say, or they think is going to be the minor league system in the draft. Yeah. And that's going to be top priority. So even though everybody around us wants Kyle Tucker to get re-signed right now or extended, I should say, I don't think that the Astros are going to be going down that route, even though they may be talking. But if there is a GM to hire that you get in to do this job, it would be Dana Brown would be the guy to do it. I just don't understand why he can't do both. I mean, he can work out that, and he technically, we don't know how long he's going to have him, but he does have three assistant GMs, so he does have help. Once he get his the world stops spinning and he could start focusing on what his job is, I I think he'll do fine. But just know that he is going to be starting to organize organize the scouting department and try to get all yeah. that going, uh, get ready for the draft um, this upcoming summer. But, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see a massive restructuring of the Astros scouting system. But I still think that he can meet with Kyle Tucker and say, hey, what could we do to get this done? Well, and that's what he said. He said, we're going to be meeting with these players' agents right. and we're going to we are having conversations with them. Right. So they've they've already hit the ground running. I mean, when you look at and I mean, the draft is important, too, because Strasburg. Um, Zimmerman and Desmond were all drafted under his watch um, with the with the Nationals, and then he went he went to Toronto, and then now he's with the Astros and with the Braves. He had all those players that that they recently signed that were under his under his tutelage under his watch, and so I think Dana Brown's going to revamp this minor league system, Eric. And I know we've got some guys that are coming up in the next couple of years that we're excited about but I think they're going to work their magic. He respects what they've been able to do. He's only going to make it better. 
And I think you're going to see the Astros move up several places. And you've got to be patient. Uh, You're not going to see instant results. You're not going to see a better farm system next year. It's going to take a couple years, three years to, for him to, for us to see the impact that the Braves are seeing right now. And so the Astros need to withstand that three to four year window of waiting for some more prospects to arrive. And that's why it makes it more important for the Astros to extend the current players. That's my point. Well, actually, I think it's more important (laughs) to get the farm system off the ground and off the tarmac. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm saying, yeah, to build up the farm system, it's going to take three to four years to build up the farm system. Right. Oh, so, well... But if it's going to take three to four years, you need to start on that before you start extending because you got Kyle here. You've got the guys here. So you start working on the long-term stuff and the short-term stuff. You're already having those conversations. But you can shelf those a little bit while you start building up because there's a lot more elbow grease to be put into the minor league system, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. So, but, um, but you know, I – I think we're saying the same thing, just different ways, Um, you know, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think I just like took what you said and just flipped it, but we both made the same point. Um, Kyle Tucker, I don't know. If he holds on to this wanting an eight or 10-year deal, I don't know if that's what he wants. I don't think it happens. But if he can have someone like Dana Brown and Jim Crane talk him into a six-year deal, maybe maybe up to a seven-year deal with, player option or club option, those, you know, final two seasons, then I think you'll see it happen. But Kyle Tucker doesn't really seem to be worried about that, focused on that right now. He said he's getting ready for the season. So, um, yeah. So I think, dude, um, we kind of, we kind of hit a lot of things tonight. Um, I know you wanted to talk about the book. We can, we could talk a little bit about it if you want, or we can we'll just save it for next week, show it to next week. Um, yeah. We, we do have, Eric, next week, uh, Jason Bell. Um, he is the Astros minor league field coordinator, um, and he's been with them for a few years now. He's going to be joining us next Wednesday. Um, he'll be on with us at 8.30 live, so y'all need to check us out next week. And behind the scenes, we're working on some other interviews. Can't say with who or with, with, with whom or when, but we got some cool things that we're cooking up. So hope you guys continue to stay tuned in um, to Locked on Astros. All right, guys. Thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Uh, now make the second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Uh, host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on MLB stars of tomorrow. Will Dana Brown bring in some more Astro stars? Uh, let's uh, Hopefully we'll see. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure you subscribe to us. And we'll be back next week to talk more about the Astros spring training that's coming up pretty soon. And baseball's just right around the corner. Uh, it won't be that long until we hear, let's play ball. Uh, my name is Eric Heisman. His name is Brad Chancy, and we are the Locked on Astros podcast and Ghost Rose.